This episode of the Cinema Sideshow podcast has been pre-recorded. What? Inconceivable! I don't think you know what that word means. How's it going, guys? I'm Zeke. And I'm Jake. And you're listening to the Cinema Sideshow podcast, episode 62. Ooh, 62. Yeah. Isn't that... No, that's... I'm feeding 42. My old gamer tag on Xbox used to have 62 in it. Oh, used to be. Used to? No, it still does. I think it's Killing Frenzy 62. Oh, um, no. People now know me. They can search me up on Halo. They can search your Xbox. <gasps> yeah, they can look up your achievements Ugh. and whatnot. But before we do that, we have a guest on the show. Hello. <laughs> Hi. You know, we've done some As... bad segues into guests yeah, before. That was very one subtle. of our worst. Yeah, I was like, Perry's just sitting here. And we're talking about Xbox achievements. Like, we should just move nah, on. No, I'm happy to just yeah, sit let's... here and, you know, yeah. let you guys move on. We've, li- we've, we've literally had people just sit in the room and watch us do our shows and not say anything before. That's actually true. We had... I think once upon a time in Hollywood, we had, yeah. like, the there audience member. We had. <laughs> well, we had Jack on the show, but then we had a fourth person in the corner just watching us talk. Yeah. And oh. Nothing yeah. more intimidating than, like, not a live audience, but a single live audience. Yeah, one live person who would smirk every, every now, now and then. Yeah, just Pretty a little funny. uncomfortable. But how are both of you? I kind Good. Of like, yeah. Not bad, Good. not bad. Yeah. Good. Well, that's, that's the thing. For We're now doing our pre-records for the next three episodes. So we're having uh, one guest for each week. Three guests, mm. three weeks. Because I'm in Honky Tonk Town. Honky Tonk Town. Oh, it's Nashville. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm I've I'm never in... heard it called that unless well, you're talking about Tonks. Walk the Line. No, no, no. Like, no. The, 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 the bars there are called oh. Honky Tonks because they've all got country music playing. I might come back with a pair of cowboy boots. We'll find out. I'm surprised you haven't already. I've got boots on right now, but they're not cowboy boots. Close enough. Yeah. It's my it's my cowboy fantasy playing up. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Getting there in the end. But um, no, so yeah, this week we have Perry Watson. And uh, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm, uh, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. I'm psyched, yeah. How long has Jake been pressuring you to come on the show? Uh, no, it's more been me pressuring <laughs> That's him true, to actually. get me on the show. Look at that. Yeah. We have a fan, there, Jake. There, yeah. There, yeah we, there's one specific reason <laughs> you were allowed on. Ba- basically, I, oh black- I blackmailed Perry. I said, listen... You, to make it in this mm. industry, to make it onto our Cinema Sideshow podcast... I'll never to... make it again in this two-bit mm. town. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have to do one specific thing. I don't... I'm yeah. not proud of what I had to do. Yeah, so uh, she agreed to watch the film Cats with me in a theatre. I was going to say this wasn't anything illegal, right? But I think you just committed a felony by yeah. seeing that yeah, film. Yeah, I was going to say a Cats feline-y. is up there. <laughs> 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 and, uh, and that was the last time we saw Perry on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All guest spots are over now. That's Tom Hooper, right? Uh, yes, I believe it is. Yeah. And um, Heard it was horrifying. Yeah, well, he did the King's Speech, didn't he? Yeah. Which I've never, I've never seen, <laughs> but fall from grace. Obviously, yeah. that one, I believe, it won a, a shitload of Oscars. It definitely awards. got nominated for a lot too. Yeah, it's a good movie. It might have won Best Picture actually. I think it was nominated, but yeah, okay. I don't know if it won. I think Jeffrey Rush was the yeah. only one that won out of it. Okay, okay. I'll double check it. Colin Firth, Jeffrey yes. Rush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, no, we. Helena Bonham Carter was in that. Mm. Oh, okay, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, she played uh the wife, like the queen. I mean, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I could see it. Did she get all like poshed up for it? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. She doesn't look goffy in that. That's one. a good film. She is a little bit actually, <laughs> but uh, no more than usual, I guess. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. But um, how well, are you, so Zeke? You've seen it, Zeke. King's Speech. Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, I haven't seen it since it came out. Right. Okay. Which um, I actually got to see it in the cinema, which was pretty cool. Oh. Okay. Um, uh, I remember seeing it, and that was the only time I watched it. I've seen scenes in years to come. But um, from what I could see, it's been nominated for 12 Oscars. Whoa. And it won four, including lead actor, director, original screenplay, director, and I can't best, find the fourth best one. Best picture. But, da, 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 no, it wasn't da, da, best picture. Da, da, da. Okay, never mind. No, because I think this, uh, yeah, because it was the same year as Social Network. Oh. I was going to say, it's like you inst- instead of watching the last Harry Potter films, you watched The King's Speech in theatres. Yes. <laughs> That's true. That is actually Good true. Choice. I didn't watch the last two Harry Potter films. I, I watched them on the plane. Ah, <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. That's fair. Well, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad Perry asked how you are, because I never do. Yeah, no, well, because you asked <laughs> us how we were, so I was like, well, how are you? I'm, I'm good. Yeah, it's actually real early morning recording, which is the complete opposite to what we normally do, so it means yeah. I have a lot more energy, because I'm not burnt out from everything. Yeah, so. I think... Us being allowed into the room we're allowed in at this point is just hilarious. Exactly. <laughs> um, really excited to talk about the film of the week. This is something I didn't expect coming 
yes. for at all. So the three guests we're having over the next three weeks, of course, they get to pick which film we do. Yeah, we we normally try to do this with every guest that comes on the show, yeah. but sometimes Usually, there's a film that's coming out yeah. that sort of ties into the film they're willing to talk about. I think with Jack, he usually just comes on when we do a film that he's like, yeah, I'll talk about that. Yeah. While with someone like Jesse, he usually does pick the films. Yes. Uh, yes. So we, you're right, we do try and do it. It doesn't work out every time, but for these three people, and we pick three people who haven't been on the show before. Yeah, that's me. Three that's yes. you. Yes. Which uh, is pretty sweet. So when I asked you, uh, probably this about a week ago, two. we got a new lineup. Oh, it's season two <laughs> of the lineup now. The new guest stars. Yeah, Dan- we've got the budget to afford more people to come on yeah. the show. So Daniel Radcliffe did season Are you two guys of BoJack. Paid? What? <laughs> <laughs> Cut it. Yeah, see, I'm st- yeah, I'm still waiting on my seven cents residual, mate. What's going on? Um, no, so when I uh, when I approached you, what film do you want to do? You very quickly and very uh, enthusiastically picked The Princess Bride. I did, yes. So why why are we doing The Princess Bride today? Uh, why not? That's a good. That's, that's a good answer. Well, you guys hadn't done it before, and I was like, well, you're gonna do it now, so <laughs> yeah. there you go. I picked for you guys. Yeah. No, no that's it. Um, no, I've watched. I pretty much grown up watching The Princess Bride. I've watched it like ever since I was little. I remember having like a VHS copy of The Princess Bride and we watched it so many times that, you know, there's the scene where Fezzik and uh, Wesley are having that fight and he puts his arms around Fezzik's neck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember his um, Fezzik's face just going purple because the VHS was so worn out. So, oh, wow. <laughs> like literally and then I watched purple. the DVD and I'm like, oh, yeah, he looks normal. What? <laughs> so- <laughs> it's, it's, it's something that I, uh, yeah, I just didn't see would come in that we'd be watching. But, um, You're welcome. I am yeah. really happy to be doing this film. I think it's yeah. filmed like nothing we've done on the show before. So I'm very Absolutely, keen to talk about yeah. it a bit later on in the show. Adding what? a touch of 80s class to this Absolutely. To 80s show. camp. And we haven't, done yeah. a, we haven't done a lot of 80s in no, the show. We've no. done a fair bit of 90s now. Mm. No. With I think Matrix, with the exception of talking about like, Stranger Things a fair bit on the show, I think we got true, a f- but... that's about as far as we get into the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> From a show that came out last year, basically. Yeah. yeah so, I like it. I like it. Um, yeah. And we've done a weird amount of 60s now, but not 80s. Yeah. Like gradually. Like it's a good it's a good decade. Yeah. But um no, I'm I'm really glad you picked this film as well, because you're right, it is something we haven't really even approached in terms mm. of genre, in terms of the time it came out in eighty seven. And uh I was I was like, oh, okay, we're doing the Princess Bride, not knowing really anything about it because I've never seen it before. I mm-hmm. can't believe and, that. Yeah, I can't no. believe you've gone this long without seeing it. That's amazing. I just I just haven't. That's just like willful ignorance My, at this point. <laughs> My childhood was Wizard of Oz, uh, the the Wiggles movie. What? Why are you are laughing? We talking, are we talking about childhood films now? Is that the? Story? I suppose so. Okay, because because no, you, I'm okay with this. Because you also grew up with the Princess Bride. I I've only ever watched this film once prior to this viewing. Okay. Um, oh my god. But it was as a child. I was I was ten. Surrounded and it by was idiots. At, yeah, I think if we're talking about childhood films, if we're talking about what we grew up with as a sort of a point of conversation then mm. i'd probably say back to the future was probably the oh, yeah. huge so oh, we're talking about yeah, yeah, big yeah, yeah. big 80s sort of influence there definitely the first two i remember a lot mm. um a little less on yep. the third one but um i'd yeah, say I that's like probably westerns. yeah i like well, westerns. Zeke, westerns. Zeke, Zeke loves westerns i do but... westerns are best I do yeah. agree that third. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cowboy Town. I agree that third Back to the Future is a little, I don't want to say weaker than the others, but it does get lost in the it's shuffle. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's still fun. I it's think. like, you know, everyone hates Batman and Robin, but I love that movie. I've never like, seen it. Schumacher one. I love that movie because it's so fun. Well, then stop complaining about going to Cats with me. <laughs> you guys have talked about it. We've got to go back to Cats. i got to come back to Cats. You guys got to break down this film. Cats was How... all fun, mate. Oh, my God. It was, break it, was it down okay. for me. It was weird. No, it was terrible. I felt like, because you recorded us. I mean, we shouldn't I, say that because. Well, uh, I didn't I didn't pirate the film, but I, I, no. did, I did audio record our reactions yeah. the whole like two-hour run. And oh, it's just God. mostly me just going, what is this? <laughs> 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 What's going on? Did you feel emotionally disturbed while watching I was, it? I felt like my whole face was just, like, cringing the yeah. whole time, just in yeah. confusion. And I, it was either, like, this is weirdly sexual for no reason. <laughs> yeah, it's or, very horny. Yeah. Very it horny was, like, film. really intense. <laughs> it was, ugh, it was gross. Weird, because it's, like, I've never seen the Broadway production of it. Yeah. But 
I, and I like, I think, like, Andrew Lloyd Webber, my, mm. like, Phantom is my favourite musical I like seeing on Broadway. Mm. I think I've seen it six times now. Um, and, but all the other ones, they're just all a little too weird for me. Like, yeah. he's a weird <laughs> dude. Yeah, St- I actually enjoyed the music for Cats. I yeah? liked the music. That was the one thing I really enjoyed. Okay. Yeah. That's something. I thought noise. it was cool. It was cool and, like, synthy. It was, but yeah, that was it. Was it like, um, was it actually, could everyone sing? Like, actually sing? Um, yeah. I didn't notice anyone, like, No. Ugh. I thought uh, maybe Judy Dench is a little not great. Couldn't really do but, it. Okay. Um, no, yeah. that's fine. Other than that, yeah. Jason Derulo was good. I mean, yeah. I, was little, I was a little distracted by other aspects of the film. Oh, yeah. There's a human hand in it, wasn't it? At oh, some point. so many. Yeah there's, yeah, there's that line where, um, where Ian McKellen, he's like talking about his paw and it's literally just his hand. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was, that was the whole thing going around is that they literally sent like a patch, like a video game patch in the, in the DCP to fix these effects. And like one of the first shots in the film, you see hands and I was like, yeah. Perry, we got, <laughs> we got the shit version. I'm so happy. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> got the just, broken version. Oh God, How does was... a film get released like that though? I don't know. Like, okay. it was I mean, it was, it was a Christmas release. Yeah. Like they were trying to reach. Yeah. I think it was like Christmas boxing day or something like oh, that. Oh God. Yeah. But um, no, and that's the shame. I walked out and I was like, I could see a version of this film that I actually did enjoy. Mm authentically. Mm. First off, drop all the CG crap. Because here's the thing, all the blocking and the visuals and that, it was almost mm. looking cool if it wasn't looking terrifying before <laughs> that, you know? <laughs> so I was like, have them, like, on the actual stage play, just put on, like, proper makeup. Mm. You will get yeah. away with that way easier. <laughs> and then the actual dancing, and blo- like, it just won't look fake. Like, the yeah. cats were all very floaty, and I get that they're cats, but it just looked weird. It did, yeah. At I least- reckon it would have worked a lot better than you know, if they'd just done the stage play, yeah. but on film, you know. Yeah, at least at least there's no there's no more of those types of movies coming out anytime soon, right? Like, <laughs> like, like, in uh, high, like we're not gonna have any more God, yeah. CGI messes oh, anytime Jesus. soon. I can't um, think of anything off the top of my um, off the top of my head that's coming out that's could be messy, potentially gross and horrifying. Potentially gross and horrifying. No, isn't that uh, that Netflix documentary about Ted Bundy? <laughs> Oh, extremely wicked, shocking, even vile. Yeah, no, I was trying to be funny, but yeah. it didn't work. Never mind. Hey, no, right. Let's move on. I mean, I I really disliked that film. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you, you were did? strong on the yeah. On oh, the wow. We we did a podcast on it. I mean, oh. it was episode seventeen. I 18, don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Thanks for having Perry on the show, guys. guys. Um, no, you get. I'm actually really proud of my criticism of that film because it does feel very like I was like, oh wow, I kind of. It was like when we did Ready or Not a few weeks back, mm-hmm. and I did my I Tell Hollywood How to Do Their Job segment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just broke that film down like a, a real bad person. I'm sure there'll be more of those to come. Oh, my God, hopefully. But Even it though was the like film that. you criticised has been doing critically well. <laughs> yeah, I don't get why. You know, I don't I, listen to you. I don't, yeah. I don't get why Dr. Sleep people like that film. I don't get it. Yeah. But anyway. It's all right, Jake. Um, all right, well, I think before we jump into the film of the week... Yep. Uh, I would like to hand the mic over to Perry specifically. Oh, no. Oh, no. Do that. Oh. So, your favourite question, what do you do? No. No, well, okay, well, no, let's be serious. So, um, you do have a bit of creative space out there. and you've, Sure, You've yeah. done some writing and whatnot, so I just have... tell us a bit about that. Okay, well, um, I, you know, I just graduated, so, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Um, so did Jake, so... Yay! Yay. <laughs> so did Zeke! Yay. Yay! But not Jack, so Aww. it's okay. <laughs> I'm That's sorry. Okay. I'm sorry, Jack. Um, yeah, I just graduated. Um... <laughs> uh, were you here? No, you were at Curtin. Yeah, at Curtin. Yeah. yeah, I just graduated creative writing from Curtin. And, well, you, uh, you graduated on the Saturday before me and Zeke on the Monday. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It was good. It was, it was good. It was fun. Um, Everyone clapped for everyone, which was really cute. I didn't expect that. Like, I mean, people didn't clap. Because yeah, you, yeah. Usually people, you know, like they'll clap for the first like maybe twenty people, mm-hmm. and then it'll fizzle out. You yeah. know, but everyone clapped for everyone. It was really sweet. Because like, you're Watson, so you're right at the end. No, of the... I was in the middle because they did it by um, like there was degrees. a lot of Zeds. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. Yeah. No, they they did it. Um, they did it by um degrees. So they had like doctorates up first, then honors and masters, and then they had different fields of study mm-hmm. so like uh, creative writing was in the middle and then they had planetary sciences at the end they had all these arts shit and then <laughs> planetary <laughs> sciences i'm like 
you guys don't belong here. Get out. So, you don't belong no. in space cadets. Yeah, that was, yeah. I feel like that's what the... <laughs> <laughs> Legit. Oh, my God, it was so good. Uh, um, I mean, that's what the law yeah. students thought about us. We got oh, yeah. the same day as them. Who are yeah. these peasants? Yeah, yeah, legit. So, um, so anyway, that yeah. was fun. Um, yeah, I've, I've been like writing forever, pretty much. Yeah. Um, Is it more short story format? Or yeah, more? pretty much. Like people always ask me, "Oh, what mm. genre do you write in?" I'm like, mm-hmm, I don't write genres. Yeah. You know, I'm one of those people. <laughs> um, but like, gen- like format wise. Yeah, generally... yeah. I'm usually just writing uh, short stories, but you know, throughout uni, I got to write like a lot of different things, like plays, um, like. Um, Screenplays, um, stage plays, you know, stuff like that. Mm. Um, my poetry. condolences <laughs> for writing screenplays. Yeah. My condolences. Yes, thank you. Oh, it was it was hard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So I got to write a whole bunch of stuff, and that's really opened up a lot of opportunities for me. And um, I ended up writing this like six thousand word piece for my final project, which is probably going to be like the basis of my first novel. Was so. that the one I read? Uh, yeah. Hey. The one where you were like, this guy sucks. And I'm like, thank you. Your protagonist is a dick. <laughs> he is. Yeah, he's awful. That's so the you, point. So you write positive male characters. <laughs> uh, uh, it's really wholesome up And totally non innocent uh, yeah, really young women, for, right? Um, really good for like Christian families. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Read them in a primary school. Yeah. 6,000 yeah, words. How many pages is that? Uh, like... It was like 23. Yeah. It oh, was a damn. lot. Damn. Um, yeah, I remember when I read it, I was like, man, this is really long. I'm, yeah. ki- I'm kidding. Nah, it's okay. Nah, it's okay. <laughs> Jake's one of the few film people that actually reads. So. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. I talked about, um, I, I tried to talk about Frankenstein a few weeks back, and before I even got to, oh, I read the novel, and you're both like, you read? <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? It's a film podcast. Yeah, I had yeah, to read yeah. it for Lit in Year 12, and I got maybe like a quarter through it, and I was like, eh, I know what happens. You cliff note it. You, what? I know. I oh. never, honestly, I never finished a book in Lit, apart from The Great Gatsby. I wish you just... And I yeah. got like a B. <laughs> yeah, you expect people to finish your novel. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what? That yet, no. Oh goodness! <laughs> I want people to be assigned my book in in Year Twelve Lit and, and then, then not just read not read it. Well, that's the, that's the funny thing that um, that's are you are you gonna do like the chick that did To Kill a Mockingbird and up until Harper Lee, yeah. like she only wrote one novel for yeah. like her whole life, and then until, she like, wrote the last... eighty years later she wrote a sequel, yeah. and it was like super popular and no one read yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> so good. You're just gonna you're gonna have like the one Perry Watson book yep, that's, that's just gonna stew in high schools mm. for years to come, yep. and everyone's gonna and hate it. You just never gonna read <laughs> it. Old, old, you know, old people are gonna be like, "Oh, it's a classic." You know? <laughs> I know that. That's the way the, the that, old um, people say yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It's a classic. She's my friend. <laughs> well, I remember yeah. when um in because in year twelve as well, I didn't do lit, and, and thank God because there was a technicality and made all the lit students nearly fail. Of course, so thank God I was in the, the normal English ATAR, whatever. Yeah. Um, but we had Craig Sylvie who wrote um, Jasper Jones, and we should do the film one day on the show. Yeah. Because I actually really like the film. But he came and did like a speech, like, oh, I wrote this thing. He's very much sort of in the same band as you, where he's just like, people really like this book. I don't know why it's part of the curriculum, but, <laughs> you know, thanks, guys. You know, he's really chill about that, which I love. Right. But um, if people. People will message him on Instagram, being like, hey, I didn't read your book, but I need to do an exam on it tomorrow. And he will, like, send them, like, a false plot synopsis. Like, he just makes stuff up to try and screw oh them. I, I, and then he will That's post them. That's so funny. It's so funny, yeah. I would totally do that. It's pretty yeah. great. Have a bit of fun with it. But, but yeah, um, in, like, um, in, year, in year 10, I think, or I wrote a story in year 10, and then um, an English teacher in middle school was like, hey, can I use this, like, yeah. to show oh. my kids this? And, like the like, the class. And I was like... Sure. And so um, then she came back to me. She's like, yeah, um, they really enjoyed all like the symbolism about youth and childhood. And I was like, yeah. uh, cool. <laughs> I don't remember writing that, but okay. It's like when I analyzed it's your a, joke it's video. It's interpretive art. Yeah. Huh? That you oh, and your that fucking made. joke video. Oh, my God. That was, no, no. I was like, don't try to get all, what was it? Like, don't get thoughtful about my meme. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> she basically made a, a, a little two-minute video on Facebook that was a meme. It was like a, it was like a then... parody of, like, sitcoms or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, and it was, like, intentionally very roughly edited, yeah. and then I went in. Like the room esque. Yeah. And about. I, I sent you a private <laughs> message and I was like, I really appreciated your uh, exploration of nihilism and God. optimism between these two sister characters, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> no, just give me a laugh, react, and move on. <laughs> 
So, so you're looking uh, to take this 23-page, yeah. uh, like, it's a mess. Chapter? Yes. <laughs> Chat? Is it, I really like that. Uh, no, no. Um, so yeah, short I'm, story. And yeah. Then transform I'm, it into a, a novel. Novella. Yeah. Because yeah, yes. that sounds good. <laughs> sounds more bougie. Like that. Uh, that's sweet though yeah no that's so I'm, I'm going away um for the next like oh, six months or something like that i'm going over um overseas so hopefully i'll finish it when i'm over there which like is cool. writer's Ooh, retreat that's yeah that's it yeah, yeah that's absolutely. cool Goodbye. well jake so, yeah. would you have anything else you'd like to uh ask perry before we jump into i also somewhere? um do other things but yes Oh, what else do you do? <laughs> <laughs> do I have to talk about um, Okay, well, um... I was giving you an out there. No, 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 no. I want well, to talk we, about me. Well, we, we've, we've tried to work together for a while now. Yes, um, I met it, Jake because I auditioned for one of his uh, projects, like, five years ago. Jeez, no, 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 no. And I was... didn't get it. No, you didn't. Okay, well, here's, <laughs> here's my expl- expl- uh, explanation We've had beef ever since. Yeah. Right, absolutely. We've hated each other since. Yeah. No, so you you, do, you auditioned for um, the people yeah. around here would know that I tried to make Evasion, that web Evasion, series, which yeah. still is in production. <laughs> you got dodged a bullet. We haven't shot anything in two years, so it's it might be on hiatus by now. Oh, no. Um, no, I think you did dodge a bullet in that sense mm. uh, because it was very much a training ground for me mm. in terms of making So That was before I even started uni here, or mm. before I even met Yuzik. Yeah. So that was gone a while back, but you did stick in my head because I remember I said I'm like it was between you and one other person for yeah. this role, yeah. And it took me weeks to like figure and, and keep in mind I didn't like make the cut. That's you didn't okay. you just quite didn't That's make the right. cut, but uh, absolutely nothing to, to do with your acting talents. <laughs> oh, okay. So but it's been sort of an intertwined history because then you made a you had a short film script in which you wanted Perry to be in. Yeah, it. And yeah. Was, and then, we um, got close on that one, but... and then we uh, we almost did it. Yeah. Oh my, then I we didn't. We're like a week away from shooting, and then it just the dominoes fell so quickly. You know, we were the, so close. You know when the dominoes fall, but like they're all weighted like bricks, so yeah. they just fall tremendously. <laughs> and there's like a hundred cracks on the floor now. That's kind of what happened there. But we're still trying. Yeah, and we're, we're like trying. we're working on scripts and stuff. Yeah, developing so, that some ideas and whatnot. But yeah. the dream will happen one day. You will make a thing together. Yeah, in ten years from now, we'll have actually worked together on something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And then but, you guys um, can come to the podcast and talk about talk it. Talk about credit. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Zeke uh, can watch the movie and then uh, finish <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. Like, oh, I didn't finish politely, it. Politely, politely, yeah, politely. I didn't finish it. Oh, God. I got halfway through if it was boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's cool. I'm sure yeah. Zeke will work on it on some capacity mm-hmm. the day ever comes. Yeah. yeah. But I'll just say. But um, uh, if you're happy, then yeah, let's let's do let's it. move into our film of the week. But Jack, what are we watching this week? Watching the Princess Bride. The fabric will make the prince suspect the Gildarians have abducted his love. I never say anything about killing anyone. I just happened to look behind us and something is there. He's obviously seen us with the princess and let's therefore die. Pick up one of those rocks. Get behind the boulder. The minute his head is in view, hit it with the rock. I was not a sportsman like This is a fairy tale adventure about a beautiful young woman and her one true love. He must find her after a long separation and save her. They must battle the evils of the mythical kingdom of Florin to be reunited with each other. This is, I guess, I mean, it's yeah, based that's... off a William Goldman novel, The Princess Bride, which earned its own loyal audience. I didn't know that. It's a real yeah. book. Yeah, no, I read the book. It's fantastic. Well, it's written Ooh, by the same yeah. guy who wrote the script. Yeah. Ha-ha. What? Yeah, Crazy. That's hectic. Yeah, there you yeah. Because I think there was a whole thing. I didn't look too far into it, but there's a whole thing about how the development of this film and how many people were attached to it and mm. directing it, writing it and that. And that was just like, oh, it's by the rights of him and he'll write it himself. Film's directed by yeah. Rob Reiner, who directed one of my favourite rom-coms of, the of all 80s. times. Yeah. When Harry Met Sally? Yeah. yeah when Harry one. Met Sally, baby. Love that baby. When so Sally sick. Met Nora Harry, Efron. the sequel. Oh, amazing. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a great film, but this film is also really great. Yes. And this was, for me, my first rewatch since I was in year six. So Woo! that would be nearly 12 years ago. Holy moly. So really, this is kind of going in relatively blind. But I remember actually vividly, like... This like the feeling of the room because it was at my first primary school and it was like a really old school. So you watched this at school? Yeah. What? Oh yeah. my gosh. We watched this in. This was at my Catholic primary school. We watched it in religion for some reason. <laughs> 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 Which the uh, old Bible stories <laughs> of the Princess Bride. But it, it, it. I guess yeah. Maybe it's. I mean, it's got some real 
it's a really good kids film, isn't it? Really, it's it definitely is in the sense it's that it's good for everyone. I think it's so. good for everyone, but I thought it was very clever how the narrative is driven by a young, like ten year old boy. I thought it was a very clever sort of... What's well, a grandpa reading the story yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, it is from his perspective, even the way it's edited is how... It's edited in terms of how the boy cutting perceives the, the story. Mm. Yeah, cutting out the <laughs> kissing to the end or even cutting away from the tension moments. Yeah, wait a sec, that person can't die yet. Yeah. Um. So I really love that sort of fun play on the... like. If someone looks at this title and like, oh, it's a girl movie. Yeah, I always get mm. that. I hate saying that my favourite movie is The Princess Bride because everyone's always like... Ew. <laughs> I think it's, like, I think I thought it's it was like clever to do that. Princess Diary kind of thing. You know, that's yeah. what they think it is. Mm. But I'm like, no, it's actually really good. I mean, the Princess Diary is pretty good as well. But, well, it's, um, as the grandpa says, you know, the Princess it's a much, Bride is amazing. It's yeah. a much larger story about fencing and action. Fighting, chases, escapes, yeah. true love, Rod- miracles. Rodents it's not of everything. large size. Yeah. It's, it's unusual size. Unusual size, sorry. Dingus. Oh my god, I mean, you only watched it yesterday, so you can I only watched this film for the first time ever yesterday. That is unbelievable. So, hot take, Jake. Liked it or Um, disliked it? I very much liked it. It was Mm. really well made. It was interesting because when you watch a film, and I mean, I've been watching a lot of stuff from like the 30s and the 50s lately, so Mm -hmm. I'm immune to the the technological imperfections of certain scenes, Mm -hmm. but the ones in here, I was actually quite... I actually liked the way they went about it. Like You could tell with certain edits, like... Oh, they must have had a really low budget because some of the effects they're really and they they hold up really well in yeah. a lot of aspects. But like, even in areas where, like when they use a throwing knife and it cuts to you know the knife's already and it's like it's really well edited. You can mm-hmm. still tell that like ah mm. uh, they didn't. You, obviously, you don't see the knife in the air sort of thing. But just little things like that, or even when the princess is in the the ocean. And they pull her out, and it's like, oh, she's already like her feet are already over the boat. <laughs> yeah, well, budget <laughs> the was next budget take. was seventeen million. Oh wow, okay. or sixteen million, sorry. And then uh, it grows thirty one at the box office. That's good. There you go. Good, a good. nice nifty little comeback. On yeah, that one. I mean, a lot of it would have gone probably to the, the casting. Yeah. Um, mm. Particularly, I would say well, Andre. They, they the... shot. Um, sorry. Yeah. Oh, no, no, you go for it. They, they shot a lot overseas as well. They shot a lot in Ireland um, and yeah. UK. So um, imagine a lot of that would have gone to location shooting as well. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Andre the Giant. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Amazing. Part about this film. <laughs> <laughs> Still is. He's um, great. Isn't it? No, I mean, obviously, that was in sort of the latter years of his life too. Um, and for him, it made it. He's very hard to walk towards the end of his life um, because of his giganticism. Right, yeah. Um, I know that's why he stopped wrestling in, like, I think 1984, so when this film came out. A few years before this, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he stopped just before that because of, obviously, the physical toll, but, like, obviously to get him from A to B to feed him would be uh, (laughs) a task in itself, so I imagine there was probably a fair amount of money poured into getting him, but he's so well used in this. Oh, absolutely. Because he is something out of a storybook. Well, that, sorry, go on. No, I was gonna say it is really good casting in that sense because yeah. especially those those three sort of villainous types, and of course their their role as the villain mm. sort of shifts throughout the narrative. Yeah. But well, two of them are very clearly not villains, even from yeah. the <laughs> opening scene. Oh well, that that's a good point actually. I'll give you that because um, we'll get we'll get into sort of the value system of all those characters very soon. But um, the casting of you know Andre the Giant is like ah oh, well that make you're right. It's a fairy tale. It makes mm. sense. It helps sort of sell this world. Um, along with the sets and everything, and that's why I really loved about this film. There's, you're right. It is. I guess it's a little campy. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, definitely. I, oh, definitely. But Absolutely. I, I, but it didn't even like. I didn't even perceive it as campy because I was in, I was it, enjoying I so much of it. Yeah. yeah. I think it comes back yeah. to like things that obviously look like, you know, studio sets. Like particularly mm. the, the fight between you know Neo Montoya and and Wesley. It's right. like, but that set piece is sort of like. It it can I feel like I mean you could have done that set piece pretty much anywhere mm. in like there are definitely places in Ireland and stuff yeah. you could shoot that quite nicely but mm. it comes back to it's the reimagination of a book it's almost like they're trying to build a set that a book would describe rather than like yeah like an authentic set. sort yeah. of location yeah because yeah. at the end of the day yeah it's all we keep cutting back to the ten year old with his grandpa mm. in the bedroom. So at the end of the day, what we're seeing is just the reimagination of the words in the book and through the, the imagination through, imag- through a child imagination. Yeah. 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 So it's the almost the the I guess the fakeness of that sort of set mm. or something like you know I like think the it's lack charming. of de- yeah, yeah, I think it just adds to the the style mm. choice. I mean, Definitely. everything's deliberate there. Like eighteen million is enough to. 
they didn't, they didn't <laughs> need to build a set, but right. they probably thought that that was the way to go with that sort of thing. And it's everything like costume design. They're so over the top a lot of the costumes right, in a way. Right. They're very like exaggerated medieval hyper realism fantasy, right? Mm. And I think that's totally plays into the the, the the genre of the film. Yeah, that was one of my big takeaways for sure is the production design. And you're right, the sets, like even like that first fence off that they have, like I just love that set so much because not only does it use like environmentally during like the sword fight, mm. but just the you're right, the look of it and it's like this is clearly a set, but like it just looks, it fits just right for this kind of story, that, I feel like. That fight is particularly fascinating because of that was a huge influence in a lot of, well, definitely sword play mm. in future films, particularly Lord of the Rings drew a lot from uh, like that film because still it was one of the Lord most... Of the Rings. What's that? I still haven't seen That's Lord of the Rings. unbelievable. You haven't seen Lord of the Rings. <laughs> um, but like, it's definitely a huge, like influence for unbroken action sequences because up until that point particularly in the 80s a lot of action was cut away sort of stuff and to have a full sequence that's like just this big sword fight is pretty Mm. incredible well that that scene's actually incredible because i I read um the book uh carrie elwes wrote who plays wesley um I think it's actually called As You Wish, which is pretty cute. Um, yeah. Um, but he wrote about the the making of the movie, which is you know one of the best books I've ever read. It's so it's, it's so fascinating. Um, but, yeah, um, about that sword fight, they actually practised, the two of them, yeah. um, what's his name, uh, Mandy Patinkin and uh, Carrie Elwes, they actually practised, like, every day for months, and it was one of the last scenes they ever shot because they practised for so long. Yeah. It's just... That dedication is just unheard of, you know, because these days you just get body doubles or CG or something like that because they're like, no, no, we don't have time for that. We shoot around it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The dedication of these two actors is just incredible and it pays off because it's one of the best scenes in the movie. Well, those reenacted scenes. Yeah, it's so cool. With some of the most iconic lines in a movie too. And the way they use the set, it just travels everywhere yeah it's very it's 360 yeah it's incredible mm. you no know you, part of it goes unused you take films like john wick more contemporary mm. examples mm. they've they've a lot of stuntmen look at films like that because there weren't a lot of films back then that were of that sort of like dedication from just actors not stuntmen mm. just actors wanting to make a action scene like unbroken and really entertaining and um i think that's what makes that scene so good and really draws a great contrast between the three, well, villains yeah, in the first unquote, part of the yeah. film because it really gives each character their own depth because, yeah. you know, you just have to look at, like, Andre to get his <laughs> character depth in a nutshell. I mean... Well, I think that's why that... I mean, obviously, the, the actual fight choreography and the way it's shot is, like, amazing mm-hmm. and it's so gripping. But I think the other thing about the scene that really flips... And you're like, okay, this film's really clever is it's also what's happening in terms of the characters. Like, this is when we first meet the masked version of... of uh, is it West... Yes, it Wesley. A T- Wesley, yeah. Wesley. I just... Yeah, Wesley. Farm boy. Okay, because there's a T... There's <laughs> farm boy. Farm boy, because there's a T in there. And I was like, oh. I mean, it's the first time we see him, like, masked, and, and at this point we don't know... We, we're not meant to know it's him yet, mm. are we? No, but it's pretty obvious. I, fig- but... I figured it out before the reveal, but still, it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is cool. I mean, um, you'd think she would remember his voice. Yeah, I thought it was like... a little like, there, as you wish. I thought, so I thought it was a little like, okay. Oh, my sweet Wesley, <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> but, it, but it's meant to be that sort of like romanticised sort yeah. of fun. Like, yeah, absolutely. It's so campy. I love it. I mean, it's, it's meant so to be cute. written, it's meant to be read to a 10-year-old. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you got to think we are basically a 10-year-old in this mm. room, which is probably why it was so great to watch this film when I was yeah. 11. So I made way more. Right, it kind of fit. Well, that that's what I think is the genius of that sort of, there's a term they used... Um, well, that cutting back at the framing story. It's a framing device. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, it's probably one of the best uses of a framing device. Hmm. Like other films have tried to replicate. Because like you got Titanic. Device. Titanic does the same thing, but it's not. It doesn't feel as essential. No. In no. Titanic. But, I mean, uh, this is a literal framing device too. He's yeah. reading the book. Yeah, exactly. Then leading to the film. Yeah, clever intertextuality. Yeah. But but you know when you when you first meet him masked and he meets with uh, is it. Uh, Inigo? Inigo yeah. Montoya. Yeah. <laughs> um, the thing, that's when they, they have the conversation and you know, he lets him climb up. He actually helps him climb up. Yeah. And even that shot is like, I think it's a matte painting, I guess. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's, it's very, like, yeah, I would say it's a painting or like, yeah. 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 
of the wide looking it wasn't down. it wasn't a green screen yeah no so. no nah, nah. but it looked gorgeous you know and that, yeah. that was well after star wars made such great use of their map paintings as mm-hmm. well but when they they're talking back and forth and you, you understand their value system and they're very mm. respectful of each other and they're both using their left arm yeah. during the fencing yeah. and that's the also like they're both giving each other the upper hand mm. and that's why um, him and Andre the Giant, giant uh, don't. Well, f- I mean, Fezzik, they have yeah. more story beyond Wallace Shawn's story. Fezzik, yeah. in the opening scene, he's basically like he constantly. Well, he comes back to like he's like um, I'm gonna get his name wrong. Here. Oh, Vizzini, he's basically like, oh well, just throw a rock at him when he's coming around the corner. Yeah, he's yeah. like, like oh, that's my- not very sportsman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I could have killed you, yeah, but I didn't. No, yeah, exactly. I didn't so. have to miss. He's like, yeah. oh, I believe you. So yeah. they very much established. That, yeah, they got to make a living because, like, even Anigo says, revenge doesn't a revenge yeah. story doesn't get get you paid. Yeah. Uh, the dialogue's amazing. This film, yeah, it's absolutely oh, amazing. It's so funny and so clever. It's just and so quotable. Oh yeah, so, I was yeah. really worried that I was going to go back and revisit this film. And be like, like it didn't age well. Yeah, oh, I loved it even it's more. Amazing. I think this time around. Yeah, yeah I think no, I was it. just like. Smile. I said to you, I, th- I messaged you two minutes into two the film. Two minutes I was in, like, yeah. Oh, this film's just so much fun. It's so <laughs> much fun. Yeah. I, I went to um, an interactive screening for it uh, at Luna. Oh, and honestly, okay. one of the most fun things I've ever been to because everyone there just adores the film so much. Right. So and, people like, like so screaming quotes and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah people and, scream like inconceivable absolutely, every time. Like, yeah. yeah. Inconceivable. Um, like, okay. Um, there was a girl <laughs> sitting behind me who was like quoting. The whole movie. But, but you were quoting. Yeah. I was like, I'm with my people. This is amazing. <laughs> it's the only place where you can do it and not be completely annoying, you know? Yeah. Right. It's great. Well, it's like because they do the room screenings over Luna oh, as the well. Room Those are incredible. So fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. They're great. I think we're gonna do that. I too. think Rob Reiner does a really good job of capturing, and clearly he's shown it here with a fantasy setting, but he's mm. really good at capturing romanticism mm. I, like at least yeah, his 80s yeah. pieces like for different reasons of romanticism too like in when harry met sally it's sort of like a friendship that like develop it's a very like natural development mm. into their relationship mm. and you you actually go from particularly billy crystal's character you go oh from like God. loathing him because <laughs> he's just a bit of a peanut and then it, they're both like interchangeably swapping, but you also yeah. think Meg, Meg Ryan's character is incredibly naive. And then they sort of like what? swap paths. Meg in, Ryan. Is it Meg Ryan? Wait, in Harry Met Sally. Yes. Oh, I thought you were talking about oh. this one. I was like, <laughs> no, this is Robin Wright. I don't hate Billy Crystal. What the fuck? He's so funny in this. Uh. <laughs> he plays Miracle Run, Max. Run really? Movie. Yeah. He plays the, the guy. And then. um. He does Carol, too. I've Carol, got the cast up. Carol Kane is his wife, Valerie. No, I was talking about when Harry Met yeah, Sally. Yeah, I realise but... that now. But yeah, I mean, okay. to be fair, they did look a little different. They did in yes. uh, the Princess Bride. Blew okay. my mind. You just <laughs> no, blew fine. my mind, though. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Damn. No, please go uh, on. Yeah. But I, yeah. I like I like what you're saying, and then in contrast with this film, where they established their relationship so quickly, and I love that. Yeah. I love it. So I wrote I wrote it. And I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen a film establish a relationship so authentically in literally two minutes. Mm. Yeah. And it might have just been those fuck me eyes that they both had for each other, but other than that... Dude, they were intense. They were so intense. I was they were like, like, let's dial the blue channels up. In this one. <laughs> I was and like, you know what? I buy it. Apparently buy it. They, they were really sweet on each other during filming. Oh, yeah. And they, um, the last scene where they... Um, they, well, you know, where they have to have that really romantic kiss on the sunset. Mm. You know, apparently they wanted to shoot that like 20 times because oh. they just didn't want it to, they didn't want the filming to end, but also, you know, you have do, a little. I, I just imagine, I imagine <laughs> after the 20th take that Rob Bryant is just like, he talks to a PA and he's like, can you tell them they can kiss off the set too? Just pry them apart. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they don't have to only kiss when the camera's rolling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, yeah but um, I, I like that. Yeah. I like this. I love this. Film. I also didn't realize this till after the film finished that um, Robin Wright, obviously the Princess Bride, was was Jenny in in Forrest Gump. I yeah, was like, oh. there's. Some, I mean, not many of them. Like, I mean, I was like looking at like because I was really confused, particularly where Carrie Els. I think it's Els. Okay. El. Elvis. Is it? Yeah, Elvis. maybe. I'm um, one of those weird names. He's one of those sort of yeah. people that I was like, oh, I don't remember seeing him in much after this. So. Yeah, yeah, Saw. Saw's Saw. Jesus Christ. And he's in Robin Hood Men in Tights, which is. is the Mel Brooks uh, okay, cool. like, he's Robin take Hood, on yeah. it. And I like I love Mel Brooks films, so 
Um, but I've, I guess it makes way more sense now that watching both... Because I watch them, obviously, in two different stages of my life. Like, yep. Nell Brooks' films is definitely a late adolescent sort yeah. of film, <laughs> films. But, yeah, apparently he was in Stranger Things, too. But I don't know where he was what? in Stranger Things. Oh, he played one of the kids. <laughs> Be interesting to see who he played. I think he might have been... He aged him. <laughs> He was 11. Yeah, yeah. They just have to double check where he was in that. But obviously, Manning Patinkin was in a film that I watched recently. He was the principal in Wanda. Oh, oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, looks completely different now. Does the uh, the princess, does the principal, does he have a lot to do in that film? He's in, he's in a little bit, eh? He's in it enough. Yeah, yeah he's definitely yeah. got lines and stuff, but he's... I, I don't like... Our Wonder go, podcast. Wonder, yeah, that was a couple <laughs> couple weeks ago. But, this isn't about Wonder. Let's yeah. steer this back princess. on track. Come on. Well, I did I did make a few comparable jokes of this film. I did write a note saying, this is the weirdest Zorro, King Kong, Shrek crossover I've ever seen. How dare you? What? <laughs> well, I generally thought... It came I was like, oh, is Shrek. this a Zorro film at one point? Yeah. It came before both... Well, not the... Came before Shrek. Definitely came before, before King Kong. <laughs> came before Zorro's Banderas's film. Yeah. Okay. Um, that was okay. the 90s, I think. Yeah. See, going into this film blind, I authentically thought like, oh, is the Princess Bite a Zorro film? And then it, I was like, oh, no, it's not. Yeah. No. If it's anything. Zorro. If anything. It's the other way around. Exactly. I didn't know there was like a 50s Zorro's version of Zorro. Zorro's Princess Bride film. But yeah. There you it's go. A, I, I, I really, I don't know. I like, I like little things like when they're going through the fire swamp. Oh, and they yeah, work out yeah. the three things, yeah. and those rodent characters. The rodents yeah. un- of unusual uh, size. Of unusual size, yeah. There you it's go. actually, um, they had like a, an actual like dwarf get in the costume. Oh my god! So they had someone in the costume. It makes sense because it's yeah. got a relatively good. That's a good movie. point. Yeah, yeah. like that held that. up really well. Yeah. yeah, I was very surprised by that, but that makes way more sense that mm. there was an actual. Apparently, person. they were really hot. The costume. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. would have yeah. makes a lot of sense. Um, <laughs> I did compare it to The Revenant when Leo's fighting that bear. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's everything like about that. his delivery too, like Wesley's right. delivery, like he's just talking about like the Dread Pirate Roberts yeah. and the inheritance of like yeah. everything, and he's just casually <laughs> just like cutting through this death just trap, shedding his yeah, way. Yeah. Yeah. Move, yeah, little we'll pick move out of the way of the yeah. fire. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I, the one I'll thing I've, I'm still a little like I, I don't think has aged as well is maybe because of things like Shrek. Obviously, the subversion of the princess formula has completely changed in the last twenty to thirty years. So it feels right. weird revisiting something where she definitely. I mean, she does save him after leaving the fire swamp, but like in that fight with the rodent. I was just kind of being like, are you just going to stand there? Like the- I, I thought the exact same there. thing. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel really sorry for um, uh, Robin Wright mm. in this one. Because uh, you know, she, she's got a... In the book, her character is really cool. Like, yeah. she's a really strong character in the book. And, like... Um, but in this movie, she just doesn't have a lot to do, which is a shame because it's such a cool character. But, yeah, yeah no, um, I think about it. But, yeah, that fight scene just infuriates me beyond belief because she's, like, yeah. just standing there yelling at him. And then she gets Wesley, a stick. And then look like, out! <laughs> and she gets a uh, stick yeah. and just sort of pokes, pokes it. it. And I was <laughs> like, dude, you got, like, a big-ass log there. You can give it a good old wallop. And yeah. it feels weird because, obviously, that's totally yeah. more like a product of time. But yeah. it's, like... It's still the 80s. Especially and... with things like Shrek and then beyond in a post-Shrek world where the subversion of... Post-Shrek world? It is for princesses. Princesses True. completely changed their formula. Yeah. Post Shrek. Yeah. They're all green now, Ever- right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, Sorry, watch, watch Ralph breaks the internet from like yeah. two years ago, yeah. where they basically okay. go, "Look, all these princesses that were useless thirty years yeah. ago—they're not useless. They yeah. save the video game man." Oh, Penelope. Oh no. Um, no, like in the second one. Where it breaks the internet, where she yeah. meets all the princesses, yeah, and they're all like, "Oh, we're so sick you, of wearing these dresses." Do you expect and... me to remember Ralph breaks the internet? Oh, I'm just saying that. Uh, I saw that in the theater, by the way. Oh my god, I saw the Emoji Movie in theater. What the fuck? I know it's big. Oh. And you big complained about how was the strong, independent woman? In oh the emoji. my god, I, <laughs> when she was, I, she I was a princess. Yeah, yeah, she was a princess emoji, but she didn't want to be a princess I know, emoji. Legit, she no. went on a giant rant about feminism for like no reason. She was, she was legit. She like. Um, she was like, men are always taking credit for women's ideas. And I'm like, where did this come from? Oh, my God. Emoji movie, please Emoji stop. Emoji movie, you are not that deep. Stop. I mean, I, I, like, I have, I know it's a, still a romantic tale, but that is one thing that I just couldn't I look did, past. I, because you're right. It's not even just a, oh, you know, she needs to be straight. It's a, 
this is a person in a situation where the love of her life is like an eat by a rat. Yep. Yeah. Like, why aren't you doing anything? Yeah. So I, I do buy it in that sense because I thought the By exact the way, same we're thing. back on the Princess Bride now, yes. not the emoji movie. Yes. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's <laughs> Thank true. Thank you for It's true. Um, but oh yeah, goodness. no, I, I think like I mean, I know she saves her in the latter scene, but then she can then her rebellion against the guy she's going to marry is just pouting basically up and down yeah. the halls. And right. then when Wesley doesn't come and save her, she's like, "Well, I'm going to kill myself." Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "That no, don't do chest. that. You're too, you're too hot. Your breasts are too nice. To you're too sexy yourself. to kill yourself." <laughs> Yeah, your boobs are too nice. That's great. Literally, I think the line is like, there are a few perfect breasts in this world would be a pity to ruin yours. Oh. <laughs> like, and she's like, oh, okay. She's like, oh, I guess I won't kill myself anymore. I got good breasts. Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> That's funny. a good point. Yeah. Like, I was, yeah. I was with you down the road, but I didn't even... I was like, yeah, she did try to kill herself. Yeah. Because yeah, no it's, one would it's funny because her part of the story... <laughs> the only, like, real parts that I gave interest to her part of the story in this film... Probably the interaction post him rescuing her from uh, it was the the dumb dude, the inconceivable dude. What's his name? Fasini. Fasini. And it's like where they have an interaction where she's just like they like that's the first time she really gets a real big character sort of yeah moment. Even when but she like, jumps out of the boat, I think that's like yeah, and then, Brazil, and then they're like, oh, there's eels in the water. And then she, you know, she still gets saved by yeah. Andre. Andre the Giant, yeah. So Classic, I, yeah. She really doesn't get a lot to do no. in this film. It's a shame. It's all the bro moments. That's the best part about this. Yeah. It's <laughs> a real good bro moments. <laughs> it is a shame because it's, it's she has a really good character arc in the book. But, um, you know, that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, people just don't read anymore, so you know, people who are bothered to will enjoy a really good Buttercup. But oh and, well. I, and I don't think it. I don't think. I mean, at the end of the day, it's the same dude who wrote the the novel, mm, right? Wrote the screenplay. So yeah. he, the, these were choices yeah. that were made by by yeah. him too. So oh, I guess. about um, William Goldman as well. Um, guy wrote the screenplay. Uh, the first day of shooting, they shot the fire swamp scene where they set Buttercup on fire. And oh, he yeah. was like, no, you can't set the leading lady on fire on the first day. Like, that's a, that's a third day. Wait, yeah, I was going to say, wait till the second day. <laughs> so, I mean... Well, it's, it's funny you mentioned the fire, because I, I noticed a little a, a little bleep bloop on in this film. Oh, no. So if you go... <gasps> no. If you go to the, the wide shot of the rodent of unusual size being burnt... If you're following along at home, mm -hmm. everyone... Yep. <laughs> Jump to 47 minutes, 55 seconds in. I wrote this down. Uh, you can see a crewman's legs not knowing what to do when the rodent's been burned. Like walking in and out of frame, be like, what? 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 Dude, uh -oh. I gotta go back and watch that now. Oh, I, don't yeah. want to. I saw that. I was like, damn it. No, it's quite. It's I love that stuff. I do love yeah. the little movie mistakes and whatnot because yeah. it's authentic. It's like, ah, little peek behind the curtain. Just blame that on Fred Savage. Just yeah. imagining it's that crewman. It's all crew Fred's fault. <laughs> so, have you got anything else you'd like to add, either of you? Um. I want to talk Are a you bit wrapping up? What? Well, <laughs> how, how dare you? I want to talk a bit about uh, Wallace Shawn specifically because I, I think we okay. talk about the other two obviously have a bit more of a heroic arc towards the end, mm -hmm. but Wallace Shawn is the very much, well, he's the one that sort of, he's the only one who speaks when the kidnapping happens at the start of the film, mm. which is a great twist because obviously I didn't expect that to be where the film goes and it's like, oh, that literally takes us to the rest of the film. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because um, they've got but, that brains, brawn, sword dynamic. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. you know, without him, then obviously you need Wesley. So, yeah, it's a really mm. cool group. But I, I like the juxtaposition of his size, because yeah. it's not even just that he's <laughs> yeah. tiny, but the film very much highlights yep. that yeah. he's tiny compared to these two people with the, like, looking way down over the shoulder shot. Yeah. Um, but then, of course, he's, like, the one, the bigger mouth, the, the bigger dictatorial sort of presence. And, of course, because he's the only one that's sort of plays unfair yeah. So where's his game? He's ultimately the one that gets poisoned, and he's he's yeah. gone. He's not in the rest of the film. Yeah. So he has uh, a really funny yeah. final scene though. Yeah, he does. Oh yeah, he's. Tough. That's such an iconic scene. Yeah. I love that. He's so great. Yeah. Where like after all that talk, he only does is switch the cups. It's just so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Look over there. Ha ha! You've been deceived. Oh, God, that's so funny. <laughs> and then and then just these casual. Oh, I poisoned. Bro. I've got an immunity. And he just walks off. <laughs> I loved it so, so much. Good. Um. Yeah. Miracle Max, that's probably one of the funniest scenes ever. Miracle Max. With um Valerie, his wife. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The um the was it mostly dead, you know? Oh the mostly <laughs> dead, yeah, because he dies but he's not fully dead. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah, no, save him. So good. Um But then again they ju they justify that stuff like, oh it's a bit, oh, look at this cop out, but it's like no, because it's from the kid's perspective and we're cutting mm -hmm. back mm. to the kid 
and yeah. he's the one he's speaking for the audience like wait what's going on so i can't believe we haven't talked about prince hamperdink prince hamperdink he's the the mm. dude who's uh he's the prince he's, he's the prince, <laughs> you know the prince the, yes i know the, the prince he's, he's, He's a I, bit of a dick. He's just a bit of a <laughs> yes. dick. I like I I like how he's like I will never hunt anymore and that's my pledge. Yes. I <laughs> <laughs> live a thousand years and never hunt again. Yes. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. He's I, just I, a classic mustache twirling. So yeah. yeah. I do I do like the twist when he's like, "Oh, we're going to kill her" sort of thing. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, yeah." Yeah. I mean, it's I yeah. guess it's I won't say obvious. I, I guess I should have expected it rather, but yeah. one, of, one of my favorite uh, lines in the whole movie is—I mean, you know, among many, but um, among many is probably one from um, from Prince Humperdinck, which is uh, he says to Buttercup, um, "You know, if Wesley doesn't want you, then um, please consider me as an alternative to suicide." <laughs> <laughs> she took it very literally. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, so a, that's how I hit on my women all the time. Yeah. Don't kill yourself. Just settle for me. Please, yeah. <laughs> I do. I don't want to. I don't want to turn this podcast very dark, but yes. I, I do know relationships that very much bend oh, on this. Yeah. No. no, we won't go further. But it's like people are like that. You know? Yeah. Well, but, um, I think. Um, I think yeah. No, he was like he was a. Good, they made really good villains. Both him and um, the dude with the, the six same. fingers. Oh, Count Regan. Yeah, oh, yes. he Man, was in Spinal even... Tap. He was in Spinal ah, Tap. He doesn't sense. get any funny lines, unfortunately. In this Count or Regan. In, yeah. in Spinal, no, in Spinal Tap? <laughs> no, in this one. In this um, same in... director. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. No, he's he's like. I mean, just one of the most satisfying revenge stories in film, right? It actually oh, is, and the way so... he repeats the line, yeah. and I'm like, this is actually really awesome. It's That's been so... homage so many times. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That scene at the end where they're um where he's got the knife in him and he's still sword fighting. Yeah. It's incredible. Like, that should have been our intro instead. Zeke Morgan Hine, you could my father. Now you would we die. We can do it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Recorded a different one now. Um, I love the comedy a lot in this. And we talked a bit yeah. about, on, I think on a Shaun of the Dead episode, we talked about <clears> films <throat> that very cleverly use comedy just outside of dialogue mm. use. And the, the instance, I love when uh, they use the musical cues and I love the music throughout, mm. but especially when they use it for comedic purposes, yeah. and when he goes up to Wallace Short and he's nodding, the music sort of dips yeah. with his nods. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. <laughs> and then, and then the same thing, of course, um, when Inigo tries to smash through the door towards the end yeah. of the film. Boom, boom. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, it's I just so appreciate that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's clever. Yeah, I mean, no, it's, it's yeah. You've got to think. It's every choice is probably to try and put it in that. It's what the ten-year-old's imagining. So it's like. He, like the music cues feel like they're things that are more generated out of impacts in the story or yeah, literal exactly. beats in the story mm. that reflect beats. the school. <laughs> that's me doing a beat. A literal beat. Yeah, that's yeah. a literal sound beat. Yeah. I can talk about film. this movie. <laughs> I can talk about this movie forever, honestly. They had part two. Yeah. What, do you <laughs> have anything else you want to add? I don't know. It's like... <laughs> like I could just talk about how much I love it forever, I yeah. guess. But, like, I just think it, it's... I, I had the same problem with Parasite. Yeah. We were, like, nearly two hours, and I was like, we should stop ourselves. So what, what's what's the thing you really love about it, though? Oh, is boy. it the I, tie to childhood? Is that what it is? I don't, I don't think so, honestly. Um, I think if I found it, you know, last year, I still would love it as much, mm. you know. But I have been watching it forever, and I'm so familiar with all the dialogue and and the comedy, and, you know, I've recommended it to people before, and, you know, be like, oh, I don't know, sounds a bit dumb, and I'm like, no, it's got everything. <laughs> it's there... got, yeah, it's got, it's, it, it is a movie for everyone. It's, like, I think it's appropriate for kids, and mm. it's also yeah, absolutely. so appropriate for adults and everything. So in and, the live-action um, remake, Perry's going to be playing the grandma, not the grandpa. Yeah, <laughs> it's got yeah, everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Reading to the granddaughter. <laughs> You know this film's gonna get remade. That's the worst part. Yeah. It's gonna happen. It's been. I'm surprised it's taken this long. To be honest, I really don't want it to. Uh, like it's but, gonna have um, um, it's gonna have what's his name cast as, as like Jason Delura as. as <laughs> this isn't a Disney property. Is it a Disney? No, property? no, I don't think so. Feels like it. <laughs> no. Um. But yeah, yeah who... no, I think it's, it's got. No, it's, it's the got... it's the lion roar logo. I forget oh, that Maya Men's something. What well, MGM? MGM, yeah. <laughs> that's MGM. MGM. No, that's them. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's got something for everyone. You know, mm -hmm. if you're into action, you know, it's got the sword fights and the actual fights, and you know, it's got comedy. It's got 
fantasy elements. It's got romance. It's got everything. You like, sound like the grandpa now. Yeah, I am grandma. In the live action uh, remake, they'll switch the yeah. casting. Mate, look, it's a different film. We swear. No, yeah, no, 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 <laughs> it's just me happen. playing all the characters. Instead of Andre the Giant, they'll just get the next largest bloke. Yeah. Yeah, they'll get like Brock Lesnar, or some, some another, random another person. wrestler. Get the yeah, rock. Yeah. Let's get, get the, the rock. rock to do it. Oh That's not... God, I wouldn't want the Rock near this film. He, that they're gonna do it. Dwayne Johnson's totally going to be that character yeah. now. Nah. Paul Giamatti would make a good, like, Vizzini. <laughs> Wouldn't he? Wouldn't he? <laughs> kind of would. I could see uh, him playing that character. Yes, that's awesome. And, like, I don't know, Rami Malek maybe as in- Inigo Montoya. I think I'd be cool. Oh. I'd get Pedro Pascal. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm. But he's the Mandalorian now, so he's already in a Star Wars property. <laughs> he's, he's taking the next out. 10 years. All right. Well, yeah. I think in that case we can talk about our highlight scenes. Oh, so uh, our sword, sword fight scene, yeah, sword fight. yeah, I think I think Without that's very question. much for okay. me. It has to be that one too. Well, yeah, but that's the easy one. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll, probably I'll, the revenge, the, the well, conclusion to the like Anigo's mm, story. The Count Rugen, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I guess the only one I would talk about is like the actual again the eel scene, just because the way it's edited specifically to like oh she's dead, but then it cuts back to the boy and it's like she doesn't get eaten by the eels. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't get eaten by the eels. <laughs> Um, what? <laughs> no, I just thought that was very clever editing because it, it it is edited like a Jaws scene and Jaws, yeah, Jaws came out way before. Yeah, this. That's, that's a scary looking eel too. It is. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? Like, that's really legitimately good. scary looking eel. But even like using that last shot before Shaking cut back to frame <laughs> is is the, the POV of it, like the jaw opening. Like, it's just like, it's like, oh yeah, you're dead. Yeah. I, just, I like the clever yeah. apparatus yeah. sort of playing they're doing this. So if, if I'm not allowed to talk about that scene again, the fencing scene, then... Oh, we talked about it. We already did but talk about it. If you'd like it, to, to talk fair. about it more, well, I'm just saying yeah. that if I'm not allowed to pick that one, then no, that's the other one I'll pick. Okay. What okay. about you, Zeke? When I talk about the fencing scene, probably anything with Andre the Giant in it. Aww. It's just so charming and Aww. nice. <laughs> like, and like he's like it comes back to casting. It's like obviously it's like he's not the strongest actor, but he also doesn't need to be the strongest actor because he's just he's the strongest. He's the strongest. Yeah. <laughs> and there's just something the really funny person. about yeah. like his quips with. Um, Wesley, where he's just mm. like, he's just like, I could have killed you, and he's like, I'm glad you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> That's why I love the dialogue. Like, it's just so, it's not like over the top. Like, it's not like, oh, it's Tarantino trying to be witty. It's like, no, it just feels very natural, and it is very naturally clever. So, yeah, he's just, just playing a suave man, Wesley. He's just yeah, with those exactly. steely eyes. And, <laughs> yeah, same. So beautiful. Yeah. Those eyes will yeah. take care of me, though. I know that for yeah. sure. That would so. be mine then. Eyes like yeah. or an ego is like completion, <laughs> like killing the six finger man. That's, That's a great scene. Pretty sweet. Mm. Yeah. So that would be mine. Yeah. No, because yeah. you're you're right, Perry, with the like the motivation of being stabbed and still going. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a nice powerful incredible. moment. And the music is just amazingly built up in that scene. Yeah. It's incredible. It's very tense. And yeah. awesome. It was weird when they played the Joker soundtrack over <laughs> over this film. That was really weird. Yeah, it was a strange creative <laughs> choice. Um <laughs> What, about, what, go, what is your absolute highlight scene? My play? oof. It's, you oof. know, uh, it's hard to pick, but I would probably say um, the, oof, what is it called? Anything with Wesley's steely eyes. Yes, please. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, no, I would say probably the Battle of Wits. That's what yeah. I would say. Ah, um, Wesley like and Vicini. I think I like that's it. such a dialogue heavy scene, but it's so cleverly written and yeah. it's so. You know, it it it, it sh- demonstrates the um the arc of the characters both so well. You know, because like, well, Buttercup's just sitting there saying nothing. So yeah. that's just Bro, um, she doesn't get any. She I doesn't know, say anything of that. <laughs> it's such a shame. And, I, you know, I think in that case, I like that she's just quiet the whole yeah. time. She's just watching she's, this play out. She's blindfolded the whole time. Yeah, so you exactly. Think she would think about the mysterious man's voice and go, oh, right. I recognise well, that, that voice. that voice was no. the person I fell in love with. Yeah, funny that. Um, <laughs> no, anyway. it was really awkward. Every time we talked, all he would say is, as you wish, so she doesn't understand any other yeah, vocabulary. that's it. Like, that's that, you know thing. what? That's I actually like that like answer. So by him saying everything but as you wish, maybe Ooh. potentially, she doesn't know what actually his voice sounds like apart from that one soundbite. <laughs> Played on loop. He's just got like a tape recorder in his pocket. He's playing. She's there at home, just like listening to as you wish. Oh god. Oh no. Anyway, Adam Sandler. Anyway. Oh my god. Um, So yeah, I think it demonstrates just how 
vindictive Vizzini is and how he yeah. thinks he's so clever and mm. that's what gets the best of him. Which uh, is you amazing. fool. Yeah, I know. It's so funny. <laughs> and he's just, Wallace Shawn is just perfect for that. Yeah, he's so, he's so funny. When I saw him, I got very excited. I know. It's just, he, no one else <laughs> could play that character. In? Well, he was in Marriage Bojack. Story most recently. <laughs> oh my God, he's yeah, teen Bojack. he plays yeah. himself. That's right. Yeah. He um, plays Bojack he, playing he himself. He plays, yeah, yeah, he plays Wallace Shawn playing Bojack. That's yeah, so that's funny. It's so funny. What's um, he in Marriage Story? He's one of the actors in the troupe. He does like a toast at the beginning of the film yeah. after the stage performance. But oh. yeah, no, I, I think it's an amazing demonstration of like, okay, everything in this film is just amazing. Just the acting is perfect, you know. Mm. The writing is so funny and so clever and it's shot so beautifully and, you know, Rob Reiner's just it amazing. It does look very good. Yeah. Yeah. He's in Toy Story 4 too. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's uh, one of the... Is he one of the regular? Yeah, what? he's um he's Rex. The, uh, the... Oh, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. He's a... He's a... <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was yeah. going to say, it's like, I'm sure I've heard his voice throughout yeah. the whole... Yeah. Right? All My childhood has been surrounded by this voice. That's so it, just couldn't yeah. But no, this, this movie... Inconceivable! <laughs> This movie's just like it's my favorite. And you know, if I'm feeling anything, I'll watch it. <laughs> if I'm feeling, if I'm anything. feeling anything, well, we're glad to have what, had what you on you the show to talk about. What are you, a stoic character with me. no emotions? I got no emotion, and my personality is the Princess Bride. All right, Jake, you got anything else you want to add? Uh, no, I'm pretty happy with that. I think this film. Thank you for bringing this film to the show. No problem, I, my pleasure. It was, I've, I mean, I've definitely heard of this film before, but I went in pretty blind, and I was like, "This is awesome." That's Good. that's really cool. Yeah, yeah I'm really glad that. I got to talk about it because oh. no one will listen to me talk about it for this long. <laughs> it all makes sense now when I'm like, Perry, what film do you want to do for the... Princess Bride! Princess, Princess Bride! In all capital letters. <laughs> no worries. Well, Princess Bride is out in wide release. I don't know if it's on any streaming platforms. It's on Netflix. It is on Netflix? Yeah. There oh, perfect. Go. There we go. Go yeah. on, Perry. <laughs> I wish I knew that last night. <laughs> yeah, I, I, watched, I have it on DVD, so... Yeah. Oh, perfect. Um, there you go. I was in luck. But, Sweet. Jake, do you know what, by chance, might be out in cinemas this I week? I do. Now, okay. because this is a pre-record, uh, keep in mind that it's subject to change. Big asterisks. So, the, bis, big asterisks on this list. But coming out this week in cinemas, Mulan, the live-action Disney remake from 1998. It's not a musical, though. Let's get yeah, they've gotten rid of all the fun That's parts. That's so sad. It's the only part that made that film kind of yeah. fun. Oh. You know what we should do to troll people? We should just review the so She's doing like Matrix version. dodges and stuff like that. It's like, it's feudal Japan. Like, she was an... Ex- China. She was- China. Sorry, people pardon. Same thing, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> but that's what I mean. It's like, it's yeah, like she's doing like flips and stuff. It's like, she, no. wasn't, she, wasn't, she wasn't like a ninja. Like, she was no. just a chick that fought for her family. Like, she was cool. That was cool enough. This is now a Mulan podcast. Oops. Yeah, we've changed the name. <laughs> what else is new in um, week, Right, that's in 3D, and the next film is also in 3D as well. Trolls World Tour. <laughs> yeah, Like the Justin Timberlake one. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so Queen Poopy. Is it Poopy or Poppy? Poppy. Queen Poppy, played by Anna Kendrick, <laughs> and Branch, played by Justin Timberlake, your boy, discover that there are other troll Insane clans baby. beyond their own, with each <laughs> devoted to a different genre of music. Funk, country, techno, classic, etc., <laughs> There was actually more genres that I elected not to say in this write-up. But when a mysterious threat puts all trolls in danger, uh, Poppy and Branch must reunite or unite everyone in order to save the day. Is it Gargamel? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Smurf crossover. That's my favourite genre of music. (laughs) Gargamel. But um, we should watch that in 3D, we should do that. I would rather rewatch The Princess Bride. Fair enough, fair enough. In Spanish subtitles. Nice. I mean, that would be even sexier. It would actually be. Yeah. Um, my name is Anio Matoya. <laughs> You're going to die. Oh, no. Oh, my. <laughs> this week, also, Monos comes out. This is a long write-up, so bear with me. Belonging to a rebel group called The Organization, a ragtag band of child soldiers... Uh, brandishing guns and war names like Rambo, Wolf, Lady, and Bigfoot, occupies the derelict ruin atop a remote mountain where they train themselves, watch uh, watch over a conscripted milk cow, and hold hostage a kidnapped American engineer played by Julianne Nicholson. Uh, but after an attack forces them to abandon their base, playtime is over for the Motley Young crew. This won the World Cinema Dramatic Special Jury Award at Sundance and was shot by a dude named Justin Wolf. So that's cool. The guy's name is Jason. J- Jasper. Sounds like a mouthful. That's pretty cool. That is a mouthful, but hey, apparently it's good. I didn't catch any of that apart from the cow. 
Yeah, it Why has. It, okay. Yeah, it's in like quotation marks. Conscripted milk cow. Yeah. Okay. Intriguing. I don't, I don't. A lot of that was unnecessary. Yeah. I should have found a shorter logline. And last but not least, Bethany Hamilton Unstoppable, which is a documentary about 13-year-old Bethany Ham- uh, Hamilton, already a champion surfer, survived a tiger shark attack that lost her arm, and a passion for the sport undiminished. She returns to the sport just four weeks after the incident, and ultimately turned into a pro. Or it's that ultimately turned pro. Sick. That does that sound is cool. cool. I'd, so, uh, I'd watch that. That's coming out very soon. But uh, none of those are the films yeah, we're yeah. watching <laughs> next week on the show. <laughs> but Josh trademark. What are we watching? So next week we have another guest on, Mr. Stephen Clark, and all together we're going to watch Whiplash. Here we go. Five, six, and. Were you rushing or were you dragging? I, I don't know. <laughs> If you deliberately sabotage my band, I will gut you like a pig. Oh, my dear God. Are you one of those single-tier people? You are a worthless pansy ass who is now weeping and slobbering all over my drum set like a nine-year-old girl. Andrew enrolls in a music conservatory to become a drummer, but he is mentored by Terence Fletcher, whose unconventional training methods push him beyond the boundaries of reason and sensibility. This film was directed by Damien Chazelle. Yes. I think it's his feature debut. Yes, no, it is. Yes. It is. It is because it was based off a short that he did. Oh, the short's amazing. I've never seen the short, so maybe it's, I'll give the short a watch too. There are some shots in the short that literally they used the same shot for the film, mm-hmm. and they just regraded it, mm-hmm. which I was very clever. And I still would probably stand by this being his best of the three films we've seen from him. Yes, I haven't. I still haven't seen First Man, and I love La La Land to death. See if you can but... try and squeeze First Man in the next week. Okay, yeah. I'm happy to do that. Yeah, easy. Because yeah, it's, those are his three films, correct? Yes. So, yeah, get it all in there. But um, I've seen La La Land many times. I've seen this film many, many times. And, uh, yeah. yeah. No it's worries. Good. Well, thank you for joining us for the Cinema Sideshow podcast. Yes. Thank you for coming on, Perry. Oh, you're talking? Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, no, you're all right. <laughs> get off your phone. You're right. yes. I thought you were doing a pre-record for the no, uh, no, 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 next no. one. You're still on. You're still on. Oh, wow. No, we're you're still in the corner on. being quiet. Still on. Cool. Sorry about thank that. Thank you for coming on. No, you're my very pleasure. Passionate. Thank you. We'd love to have you back. <laughs> If that would you be can fun. think of a film you like as much as no, Princess Bride, I, I don't Princess know. Bride Two, yeah, that's the only film you've <laughs> the, seen. The remake, the yeah. uh, 2024 remake. Yeah, <laughs> still going to be alive by then, Zeke. Gross. Potentially, we'll find out. Yeah, we'll yeah. find out in 2024. Anyway, thank you for joining us for the Cinema Sideshow Podcast. I was Zeke. I was Jake. And I was Perry. And we'll catch you next week with <laughs> Whiplash. <laughs>